3: Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge, here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we take a comprehensive two-part outlook on grain and cattle markets. Errol Anderson with Promarket Communications in Calgary outlines his thoughts on rising wheat and canola markets and why the latest jump may be only temporary. He also has a look at cattle markets. Real Agriculture looks at the feed supply issue in Feedlot Alley near Lethbridge. We have a federal, liberal and conservative look at the truck convoy from B.C. to Ottawa that passed through Regina last night and left Belgone this morning. And we hear about post-crop production from an online webinar held this morning. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
2: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
3: This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1 800 324 7778. Tensions between Russia and Ukraine are having an impact on grain markets in North America. The president of Pro Market Communications in Calgary, Errol Anderson, says wheat prices have been on the rise in the past week, but it may only be temporary.
0: Well certainly all eyes are on the uh, tensions between Russia and Ukraine right now and uh, the wheat market is starting to develop a a premium and it's pulling the corn market up as well. Um, Certainly if Russia does invade the Ukraine that will disrupt the flow of grain out of the Black Sea region and it will push the sales back toward the U.S. So uh, this is quite significant now. Normally when we have geopolitical tensions like this And if it does occur, we could see these markets blast quickly higher, but they won't stay there very long. And this may be an opportunity for growers to really watch this one because over the next few days, if this does occur and we see strong gains in in wheat and corn, uh, to me, this will be a cash pricing opportunity in these markets because it simply won't last because generally the world is not short of supplies right now. So again, uh, very unpredictable,
3: but something to watch
0: right on the horizon.
3: So which day should you consider selling your wheat?
0: (laughs) No one knows. No one knows. The, yeah, the volatility in the stock market, you got to watch that, because right now, you know, there's tremendous selling pressure in the tech stocks and in the cryptocurrencies. And uh, also, um, now there's indications that the Chinese uh, real estate market may be in, in collapse. Now, if um, we see things like the, the Chinese market collapse, overall, Jim, this is bearish commodities. So if the Russian situation pushes this up uh, sharply in the near term, it's a sale because if we do see the tension subside uh, and we've got the Chinese uh, pulling back from these markets, I can see some pressure on these commodity prices.
3: Let's move into canola. What's the outlook there?
0: Well, it's one of the strongest out there. You know, we've got bids, you know, I believe around twenty-three dollars, you know, in for that spring uh, movement. You know, the, the the vegetable market has been one of the strongest markets in the world, and you know, it's driven by uh, sharp gains in palm oil. We've had flooding concerns in Asia that have contributed to the gains, but. Also, it doesn't mean that this market is bulletproof. Again, I'm a little bit suspect that the prices may not hold into the spring market. So, again, take a look at your inventories. Uh, these are tremendous prices. I don't think they're going to hold uh, you know, into the new crop months. Uh, again, we do have the summer weather market ahead, but if we have any normality in moisture this coming year, uh, again, uh, these grain prices will be quite a bit lower when we hit into the fall market.
3: So when you say new crop market, what months are you talking about?
0: Well, you know, keep an eye on the November on canola. In our shop, we're already protecting growers using, you know, uh, just a simple tool like a put option to guard for new crop. And... You know, I realize the new crop is still at quite a discount to the old crop bids, but again, there's still, you know, solid profits out there because you can still guard anywhere from $16.50 upwards toward $18 per bushel, depending if you use a cash contract or if you use put options or you short the futures outright. But, you know, there's money on the table. And from a farm management perspective, I think growers should start to walk in a portion of the crop right now.
3: Coming up, Anderson discusses the outlook for pulse crops and cattle.
2: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
3: This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca Wheat and canola markets have been showing some strong upward movement this past week. The president of Pro-Market Communications, Errol Anderson, says prices have been on the rise due to tensions between Ukraine and Russia, but the market moves may only be temporary. He says pulse crops have not reflected similar gains.
0: Well, uh, the pea markets, you know, it's, it's drifted off its, its highs, and, and really this is a demand situation. The high prices are in the U.S., so the U.S. buyer is supporting our yellow and our our green prices. If the market shifts more toward China, which right now actually it is, it's a lower market. So we are seeing a little bit of that right now. We're seeing the yellows move down just, you know, about 50 cents a bushel, not much. The prices are still, you know, quite good. They're in that 16.50 to 17 dollars per bushel range. The greens are suffering from lack of demand. Again, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement until maybe into spring sometime for those that are still holding some inventory on greens. So uh, these are just issues. I'm not very bullish on the the pulse market rate at the moment.
3: What's your thoughts on spring seeding, advice or suggestions for farmers?
0: Well, keep,
3: keep your antenna up. You know, last year's prices are last year's prices. That's
0: my view. The new crop year is a different year. We don't know what the weather is, but at the same time don't feel that these commodity prices will necessarily hold up. The oil prices, uh, to me, are overbought. I realize if you go on the internet, uh, everybody is a bull on the internet, but uh, I believe there's a premium that's built into the oil of between 5 to $7 a barrel on the Russian situation. If it calms down, I can see these oil prices move down closer to $70 per barrel. The Canadian dollar, also uh, high. It, we, you know, the Bank of Canada is trying to increase rates, and we'll know uh, this week if they're going to hike rates or not. If they do, we may pop up a bit, uh, but if they don't, the Canadian dollar, in my view, could move down to $0.78 cents rather quickly.
3: How do those tie into grain prices? You talk about oil and, of course, interest rates, that kind of thing. Well, you
0: know, the big, the big issues is crude oil. It's the king of commodities. The king of grains, in my view, is corn. Uh, we have to watch that. Now, corn has been supported by the ethanol, good ethanol margins. But if the crude oil, uh, now, if crude oil does go up to $100 a barrel, you know, certainly that is, is very, very positive. I'm not in the camp that suggests that because I don't think the global economies can handle it. Uh, I, I can see $70 oil before I can see $100 oil. And if we do go down to seventy, then I think overall, and we have the giant Chinese real estate fallout, I think there are some bumps ahead on some of these commodities. so watch those rallies as a grower and be prepared to price into them as you see fit in your farm management plan.
3: Let's do cattle. What's the outlook for livestock? Well,
0: the packer still has control, and the wholesale beef market has been red hot, certainly because of Covid it slowed the kill chains. And uh that you know that has backed up cattle. It's pushed the cash price the feds in Alberta, Saskatchewan were in that you know they went up to about a dollar sixty five two dollars seventy a pound. Now they've backed off to about a dollar fifty five Now that's fob feedlot right now. I think the tone of the beef market and the cattle market going into February will change, and I think it will lean more towards the the feeder. And the prices will start to come back up. The bullish part of the um, livestock market right now is cows. You know, I think the cow market is going to be strong going into spring uh, you know the the prices now are you know in that seventy cent seventy five cent range, but I could see that potentially the cow market could move up into ninety cents
3: or even a little bit higher. Errol Anderson is a market analyst and president of pro market Communications.
2: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on the Source 620 CKRM. This is your RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy
4: of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Joining us here on Real Agriculture Now, we're pleased to welcome Darcy Haley. Darcy works with Ag Value, based in uh, in Lethbridge. And Darcy, we're trying to get a better understanding of what's happening with the feed situation in, in southern Alberta. Can you kind of fill us in on, on where we're at now and, and how we got to this point coming out of the drought of last summer?
1: Obviously, uh, corn, when all of this started at the end of July, beginning of August, when... You know, we knew that we weren't going to have the capacity to, to uh, supply our, our livestock industry in Western Canada with barley. Barley just continued to move higher, okay? And um, you know, corn was available and it was, uh, you know, around, oh, at the time it started uh, around 35 to $50 a ton cheaper. That was the range, you know, between then and now. Um, so, you know, the cattle feeder jumped on the bandwagon. They knew that uh, it was going to be very difficult to get supplied with feed barley because of the drought in Western Canada, okay, and um, corn, you um, know, in a, in, a, in a large way started to move into the Lethbridge area, okay, um, right around the third week of November. Okay. And yes, uh, as time goes on, there was, you know, some issues and you have to remember that we're relying on one railway to bring us, um, you know, massive amounts of corn into the, into the Southern Alberta cattle feeding region. So
4: that's, that's Canadian Pacific.
1: Yes. That's CP. Okay. For the most part. So um, you know, I've been through this before, okay, um, I've, you know, we've had importation years before, and there has been problems before, okay, there are problems now, uh, there's there's some issues now, there are, you know, suppliers that are probably two to three weeks behind, okay, and, you know, issues rise, uh, I've heard, just about everything, uh, from cold weather. Um, I've heard uh, equipment shortages, meaning uh, cars not available to get loaded at at the stations in the U.S. Okay, I've heard um, um, power problems. Okay, I've heard crew crew problems because of vaccinations. Okay. Um, i 've heard crews not wanting to come up to canada and and um, um, quarantine for fourteen days i 've heard uh, numerous amount amounts of excuses why this is happening okay so I mean having said that though calvin i i there are issues but i do believe it could have been worse it, it and and i do believe that eventually uh it will get caught up but with the new uh covid mandate vaccinations it's going to make it harder okay um i where i see the biggest problem isn't necessarily corn okay uh it's corn ddgs that um and the importation of that this year is massive too because you need to feed um, uh, a higher protein product when you're feeding corn. Corn is lower than, in protein than, than barley is. So you need to add to the ration uh, corn DDGs, which is about 30% protein. But the problem with corn DDGs is they don't come up in 100-car trains. Okay? They come up in smaller trains anywhere between, you know, 7 and 25, okay? And, you know, the the, the railway doesn't pay as much attention to those smaller um, um, uh, strings of, of cars than they do the 100-car trains.
4: You were telling me you've, you've been in this in this market for 30-some years. Have, yep. Th- this is unprecedented, this amount? I guess 2002 is is the last time oh, that that's we... that's nothing. That was that, nothing that, compared that was to this? That
1: was nothing. Oh, yeah,
4: nothing. This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others
2: at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620
3: CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today. Ice fog patches dissipating early this afternoon. Wind southeast 20 gusting to 40 this afternoon. The high today, minus 16. Blowing snow late this evening, temperature rising to minus 2 by morning. Wind chill minus 25 this evening and minus 10 overnight. Wednesday, mainly cloudy, 60% chance of flurries late in the morning and in the afternoon. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60. Temperature steady near minus 2 for tomorrow. Wind chill near minus 12, 60% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 11. Thursday, partly cloudy, high minus 6, low minus 17. Friday sunny the high minus 8 the low minus 8 Saturday increasing cloudiness the high minus 3 the low minus 11 Sunday partly cloudy the high minus 4 the low minus 13 Monday cloudy 60% chance of flurries the high minus 10 normal high is minus 10 the normal low for this date minus 22 the sun rose at 8:43 this morning it sets at 5:39 tonight and around the province we have the hot spot Right now is Maple Creek in the southwest corner at minus 6. The cold spot, Watrous at minus 29. Estevan is minus 26. Saskatoon minus 23. Swift Current minus 12. Weyburn minus 26. Yorkton minus 27. In Regina with beautiful blue clear skies, it's minus 25 degrees. That's 13 below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 13, giving a wind chill right now of minus 35. Humidity, 72%. The barometer dropping, 103.4. Sunny in Moose Jaw, minus 20. Winds are from the south, southeast at 13. Once again, Regina, clear skies, minus 25. That's 13 below Fahrenheit. Back
2: in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley.
3: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. As a massive convoy of trucks continues its march towards the nation's capital this week, the rhetoric in Ottawa is going up a notch. The truck drivers are making the trek to Ottawa to protest the government's new COVID mandate. They left Belgone this morning on their way to Ottawa. The government mandate prevents drivers who are not fully vaccinated from entering Canada from the U.S. As promised on the weekend, the White House implemented its own policy for drivers coming south from Canada or north from Mexico. Prime Minister Trudeau says he has no plan to end the mandate and says when it comes to possible food shortages, his government is keeping a close eye on the situation. Trudeau says vaccines are the best way to get through this while protecting Canada's supply chains. We shut down the Canada-U.S. border for the first time in history to non-essential travel. But we were able to keep the essential flow of goods, medical supplies of food flowing
4: back and forth across the border. We did that for well over a year. We
1: will continue to make sure uh, that we are getting what we need in
3: Canada while, as always, putting the safety and health of Canadians as our top priority. The federal Tories are opposed to the mandate with finance critic Pierre Poilev referring to it last week as Justin Trudeau's vaccine vendetta. During a news conference on Monday, federal Tory leader Aaron O'Toole was pressed on whether his party will meet with drivers in the convoy when they arrive on Parliament Hill at the end of the week. We've been talking to the Canadian Truckers Alliance, Glenn,
4: for several months. We've seen a crisis in the supply chain coming for several months, and we've proposed policies to try and help alleviate that, the most important of which is vaccines. And we encourage everyone to get vaccinated and to get boosted. And how can we use those tools alongside the other tools to make sure that we don't see shortages on grocery store shelves? Because here's the reality. When there's a shortage of products, the costs go up and Canadians are already 60% worried about paying their grocery bill. So we can't have policies that make that even worse and we can't raise taxes. So that's what we've been advocating for responsibly the last few months, Glenn, is to try and Tackle the supply chain crisis, encourage vaccination, not ignore problems and divide the country like Mr. Trudeau does. One of your MPs uh, tweeted out a photograph purporting to be empty uh, grocery store shelves in Canada. Uh, turns out it was actually from the UK several years ago. Does, when things like that happen, does that undermine your party's credibility on this issue? Well, we've been talking about shortages for some time. So has the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. We've been sent photos from people's stores, and people have been anecdotally saying it. I've seen a bit of it myself. We've seen costs go up for meats 20%. We've seen shrinkflation, where people are actually getting less and paying more. So what we have to do to tackle this issue, Glenn, is tackle it head on with vaccines and with measures to make sure we can get products on shelves safely. Let's make sure that we get our economy moving. And this is what we want to see. So we're asking our team to speak to their grocery stores, to their farmers, to their to their local trucking companies to try and make
3: sure we're encouraging vaccinations and actually tackling the cost of land crisis. That's Federal Conservative Leader Aaron O'Toole. The convoy is taking place even though the Canadian Trucking Alliance is against it. It issued a statement on the weekend denouncing protests on highways, roads and bridges and suggesting a lawful protest on Parliament Hill when the convoy arrives later this week. Some of the truckers taking part in the convoy say the Canadian Trucking Alliance does not speak for them.
2: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM.
3: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. Arcolabuildingsupplies.com There are several key considerations for producers growing pulse crops following a drought year. Sarah Anderson is the agronomy manager with Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. She says seed supply is tight in some cases, and there can be quality issues as well.
5: We are seeing reports of below-average germination levels, particularly in peas. Bigger also taking a little bit of a hit as well. So if, if a seed test isn't something that your farm has done just yet, I would certainly encourage you to get one to a lab sooner than later to know what you have available for the upcoming season. A lot of this is attributed to high levels of mechanical damage and you know as we continue to handle those seed lots uh, increased damage is probably an expectation so again if you haven't seed tested would certainly recommend getting a baseline one but for those of you that have submitted a seed test uh, i think it's good practice to follow up with a sample in the spring to recheck for those germination and vigor levels
3: herbicide carryover could be an issue over the driest parts of western and northeastern saskatchewan
5: the microbial activity requires moisture temperature and time. And it's going to require more time in absence of moisture and, uh, and temperature as a cofactors. It's also influenced by different soil properties such as pH, soil organic matter and soil texture. And those are gonna have different interactions with various active ingredients. And then really important to note is the risk is going to vary from farm to farm, field to field, and then even within landscapes, right? We don't have uniform soil types uh, across all of our landscapes. so. This is one that's really tricky to pin down, but I think the takeaway is is that uh, herbicide carryover is something to consider for 2022.
3: Among the least sensitive crops to herbicide carryover risk are peas, lentils, and Clearfield lentils. However, Anderson recommends sticking with the crop rotation. So
5: well, there might be some temptation to plant back onto that ground, uh, sprayed with these with either a pulse or another Clearfield crop uh, again in 2022. And, you know, advocate to not do that. <laughs> Uh, Ideally, that rotation would probably be avoided, particularly the pulse on pulse. But if we do need to to go back in with uh, immune tolerant crops, such as a pulse or another clear field system, really need to focus on managing them conventionally without the application of of another round of immune herbicides. This is important from a resistant management standpoint and also to avoid stacking and compounding an already existing herbicide uh, residue problem.
3: With additional nitrogen in the soil following a drought year, Anderson says canopy management in post crops will be important.
5: Typically we will see a dry matter increase, bigger plants, more biomass, and that isn't going to be static uh, across all growing areas as well too. It's really going to have an interaction as well with environmental conditions. So that nitrogen, that luxury nitrogen will certainly be put towards more biomass as we get lusher growing season conditions. So we need to account for that increase in biomass, particularly from a disease pressure perspective. We're going to have a little bit more of a humid microclimate. If we're making fungicide applications, really need to err on the side of preventative and, and make sure we're making those applications prior to rural closure, which might happen quicker if there's more luxury N in the system and also consider some differences between your type of pulse crop so just for one example a large green lentil is is certainly going to be more responsive to this extra N relative to a small red lentil
3: Sarah Anderson is the agronomy manager with Saskatchewan Pulse Growers she was one of the speakers during an online webinar this morning
2: The market updates with Jim Smalley on the source 620
3: CKRM Market update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving Southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years, see Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 3.50 at 927.02. Flax plunged again, down 98.42 at 1271.78. One red spring wheat went up 517 at 439.44. The rest were all unchanged. Durham 698.55. Feed barley 383.64. Lentils 887.50. Oats 471.53. Yellow peas 629.22. And feed wheat 261.65. At Minneapolis, March spring wheat rose 5.5 cents at 954 a bushel. <coughs>
2: It's the Livestock Reports on The Source 620 CKRM.
3: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes.
6: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 25th. We had a regular sale here on January 19th. D1 and D2 cows sold from 64 cents to 74 cents. D3 cows sold from $0.53 to $0.63. Good butcher bulls sold from $0.90 to $0.95. We had our first pre-sorted calf and yearling sale here on the 17th. The market has been strong. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.32 and sold up to $2.54. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.34 and sold up to $2.54. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.30 and sold up to $2.44. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.23 and sold up to $2.32. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.12 and sold up to $2.27. 6.50 6.50 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.04 and sold up to $2.18. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $1.95 and sold up to $2.06. And 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $1.90 and sold it to ninety three. Heifers were about 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too.
3: And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices? Both brand and moose jaw plants, $179.54 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report.
2: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley.
3: Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Saskatchewan government is partnering with the Alberta government and the Alberta Conservation Association to fund chronic wasting disease research. The goal of the 1.3 million dollar project is to develop a vaccine for chronic wasting disease over the next five years environment minister warren kading says a vaccine could assist in reducing challenges faced with premature fatalities in the animals as well as offering reduced disease spread chronic wasting disease is a fatal infectious disease of deer elk reindeer and moose that affects the central nervous system saskatchewan will provide four hundred thousand dollars to be dispersed from the fish and wildlife development fund with a commitment of $50,000 for the first two years and $100,000 in each of the remaining three years. Alberta Environment Minister Jason Nixon says an effective oral vaccine would complement other science-based strategies to limit the spread of chronic wasting disease in wildlife populations. Manitoba Ag Days in Brandon has been cancelled this winter. The cancellation is due to Manitoba limiting indoor activities to 50% capacity to a maximum of 250 people per event due to COVID-19. Officials say they've cancelled the event with next year's date set for January 17th to 19th. On the markets, the TSX is down 172 points at 20399 The Dow has dropped 341 points to 34023 Oil has risen $1.81 to $85.12 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 1 one-hundredth of a cent at $0.79.17 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit gowancanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.